1: Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLV.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
0: Live from Las Vegas, sports talk,
2: hot takes, and all of the bangers, Lindsey Brown and Adrian
3: Hernandez, the Playmakers.
4: I have fantastic breaking news.
3: Do I just hit it?
4: I mean, or quit it, whatever you want to do. This
3: is breaking news.
4: Breaking news from the 1140 of the best, presented by BetQL. Smarter bets start with BetQL. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. We've been renewed for a second hour. Congratulations. let's go baby and we're only an hour removed from the start of the NBA draft or at least that's what ESPN is telling me and it's telling me that Kyrie Irving is the biggest attention-seeking person in at least today's sports
3: (laughs) well Lindsay you can't say breaking news and I was like who got traded yeah because trades are on the precipice it
4: was breaking
3: news you're right and that's important and we got the button if anything else happens absolutely so we're looking out on my tv Elvis comes out tomorrow. Apparently, the movie I
4: thought with it was Tom Hanks.
3: Out. No, no, it comes out in theaters tomorrow. You excited for this?
4: Wait, Elvis with Tom Hanks? Is there a different uh, El- Elvis? No, movie? Tom.
3: Tom Hanks doesn't play Elvis. <laughs> he plays the the agent.
4: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Am I gonna go see it?
3: Yeah. I don't
4: know, maybe I haven't been to a movie in a while. There's been other movies that I've wanted to see that I haven't gone and seen, so it appears unlikely.
3: Does when you think about going to a theater? Does it change <laughs> Yeah, to see cinema, to yes. see the moving to pictures? go to the
4: cinema, you say.
3: Yes. yes. Um, does it change? Like, to me, it's like, if it's an action movie, I'm like, okay, I'll see that because it's a different experience. Oh, 100%. Whereas if it's yeah. a drama. Yeah,
4: yeah. I think, like, the last movie that I saw that was, like, directly that reasoning was the 1918 or 1919, whatever that war movie was a couple years. 1918, yeah, yeah. 1918. And because there, there is a cinematic quality, experience, sound, everything else. But still, to this day, I have never experienced a movie quite like the premiere of Jackass, the movie. <laughs> the being, first one. D- yeah, in in theaters. I was a freshman in high school. We snuck in because we were too young. We bought tickets for a different movie. We snuck in. Yeah. And our uh, me and my me and my best friend Ashley, who uh, is in recovery herself, it's been a really rough week for people attached to me. She got she was on a bike and got into an accident, so she's Ooh. on the mend. Um, but. We snuck in, and I remember our captain, uh, the hockey team, was sitting behind us. Amy and just people were la- throwing popcorn. The laughter was unbelievable. It is like a movie? it is legitimately no. It <laughs> was it was like person. our it was like a concert in there because it was all teenagers, and we're all like seeing Steve-O put the fish hook through his mouth and cast himself out to sea as a as a as a bait for a shark. And you're just like, and he kicks it. It's just. It, I've never experienced anything like that before. Jackass
3: 3 was like the final movie. It was one of the final things that like a a, a big chunk of the seniors at our high school once, mm-hmm. it was like 35 of us. Yeah. And it was in 3D. Yeah. And, was, and the only use for the 3D glasses throughout the movie was so that a sex toy could be thrown in your direction. Correct. and made it feel like it's going to hit you in the I face. I remember that
4: part. It's a classic. There's a lot of sex toys <laughs> in those films. Just I, a lot.
3: It is kind of sad seeing the, uh, I guess, the downfall of Bam Margera
4: downfall and, a lot of those guys
3: yeah but and I know some I mean, of Chris Pontius isn't
4: Chris Pontius isn't even with us anymore
3: yeah and, and like yeah. yeahste's
4: had a lot of problems I mean he's 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 been great for the last couple of years but it was dark for him for about a decade
3: I mean with all the things that they went through in doing oh, those shows and you don't just think the those lifestyle. guys are,
4: well first of all what do you have to go through for you to put yourself through that and be that crazy and then there's uh, there's going to be a rectification for your body of just throwing it all over the place. All these guys skateboard and stuff. Plus, like,
3: and then like what people fans, you know, if they just go to a bar and they want to drink. But then a group of you, bros is like,
4: steve You got to play the part, right? Jump off the ladder! Or it wasn't Chris Pontius. It was Ryan Dunn that's passed away. Sorry to make yeah. that that confu- uh, that confusion. Gosh, English is really hard right now. Maybe this is why I need, well, I already have my feet up on my desk. Because it's time. Is it? For a deep dive. 35.
3: And now, a deep dive with
4: 35. I should just let him introduce it, shouldn't I? That's hey, usually listen, how it works. whatever right? floats
3: your boat while we still have Damn water it. in Lake Mead. That's true. Lindsay.
4: Mm. You try to find a trapdoor to a rabbit hole in my brain? That's what I, we're doing. I'm, I'm
3: trying to, and I'm trying to find the couch. I wasn't here yesterday. I'm all <gasps> combobulated. There uh. it is. There it is next to Bill Hader. Barry Season 3, by the way. Oh, my goodness. We'll Legit. get to that later. Lindsay, would you like to sit on our couch? Yes. Because consent is important.
4: Consent is the most important, paramount importance, and I will give mine to you. Lindsay? Yep. Has
3: an Instagram ad ever gotten you to purchase something?
4: Yes. I'm wearing it. My breathing necklace. No. Nice. This is full. It's a, like a tool to help you regulate your breathing do i use it as such not really but it's heavy enough for me to notice it on my neck most times so it's just kind of like a grounding thing that and the moon pod that's it though
3: what's a moon pod
4: actually i lied the moon pod (laughs) this necklace and the tennis thing that was basically a tennis ball attached to a rope attached to a very small plastic to like play tennis by yourself it didn't work
3: ah so what so two out of three did work
4: yeah. Well, the moon pod is basically Halsey's throne that she uses sparingly, so.
3: And that was quite ex- that and was it's probably my, the biggest my purchase. Substitution.
4: Yeah, it was it's a $400 beanbag chair. <laughs> and it's doubles as my couch when I the rare occasion that I have people over at my place.
3: Every night before I go to sleep, I pray that my son's classroom in elementary school will have beanbags in it because it's just an essence of a classroom. Yeah. It's a vibe. Yep. Moving on. Have you ever tried recipes, restaurants, or built something off of a video you've seen on Instagram?
4: No. No, I haven't. Because it's just like all the food things. Look at all this perfectly prepped stuff in the bowls and you just throw it in. It's all like jump cuts, but it's just hands. I need somebody to look at. Um, (laughs) And then in terms of like setting stuff up. No, I just, I don't have things to set up. I, I'm i the type of person that has Instagram and goes on Instagram to watch her own stories.
3: Okay, I feel yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. fair enough. They made a five mirror, guys mirror video. Mirror, mirror on
4: the wall. Who is the most narcissistic of them all? Sometimes me.
3: Do you think the internet is flipped from trying to be a social media star to now being a part of a community and being anonymous?
4: I think it depends on the platform. I think... There are certain social media platforms like Instagram, people want to know that you are attached to your things, right? Like this is who I am, this is my life. Whereas TikTok, like the younger generation, they're like, don't follow me if you're my friend. This is supposed to be like a diary dump for randos. And so it's just, (laughs) it depends. And like Reddit, it depends on the board. It depends on the mother. It depends on everything.
3: This is true. Lindsay, can a ghost be a ghost part time?
4: Well, are they inhibiting somebody's body? Mm. Cuz if you're possessing someone, then technically you're a part-time ghost. If I'm watching Vampire Diaries and I just started season 3, and so uh Klaus went through Lark's body for a little bit in effort to uh, kill the doppelganger and make himself a hybrid and so uh, technically uh, yes.
3: Klaus is a fantastic name for a ghost.
4: He's Can not a, he's not a ghost in the show. He's a very scary not man, hybrid, half I- vampire, half werewolf. Oh. He's scary
3: can ghosts have i guess essentially a rotation of houses that they visit?
4: I would think so, right? Unless they're attached to the house.
3: See, that's the thing. Are they or like what do you think?
4: It well, it depends on how you if you believe in ghosts, how you believe in ghosts because if you believe in ghosts that are attached to like where they died, well then they would probably stay at one house, but if we're looking at like ghosts in terms of like spirits as things that pass between the uh, realities and the dimensions and stuff, then I would think that they're their free range. Depends.
3: Well, I hope the ghost of John Gruden is away from the Henderson Raiders headquarters. Henderson anyway,
4: Raiders, what?
3: Their headquarters in Henderson. Oh. Look, I'm of this ghost. I hope he's, well, he's t-
4: still alive. So know from the-
3: <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Okay. When you write a funny tweet with a misspelling, do you leave it or do you delete the tweet?
4: I delete it and I rewrite it. Sometimes I don't, I- I'll put it up. This this is one of my things with my brain is like I I will try to read through it a bunch and I'll leave it up for an hour and then I'll look back and I'm like Are you kidding me? I'm like How did I miss that? If it, if I notice it right away I just redo it. If it's an hour later Nope it's in the it's, it's it has to stay it is in the stone. Mark or Michael otherwise.
3: Who do you think has better endurance overall? Hockey players or basketball players?
4: Hockey players hundred percent. I think cardiovascularly, we are tennis. I think is top tennis. Tennis is like top athlete in my mind. And then soccer for endurance, but then again, like hockey is shifts and so. But it's, it's interval training in a way. Versus basketball, like you can get taken out. You can kind of you know walk. You can jog. Depends if you're playing the Warriors or not. I guess. Mm-hmm. So I, I think. Yeah, I think hockey players have to have a higher cardiovascular fitness.
3: Well, this next question, you can even include soccer players. Out of all of the sports, which athlete do you think would run the fastest mile?
4: (sighs) I kind of say basketball. I don't think so. I I just, I think it's soccer. I think it's soccer because they're used to running at at long periods of time and quick bursts. And is like because a mile i mean we had to run miles for fitness testing for in college and let me tell you i got mine down i think to like just a hair like a 620. but i got legs and so i don't know i think does it's, that
3: help or hurt that helps right it helps bigger, strides. bigger
4: bigger strides for sure but it's mo- more mental it's more mental and we had to run like three hills in the actual mm. it wasn't on a track yeah, I think soccer players would probably run the quickest mile if it, where it's not obviously a cross-country person.
3: What's your gross eating habit?
4: <laughs> oh, my, lots of people will consider my habits a little bit odd or gross. I mean, but then again, when I introduce them to people, who are like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Like I was talking to my teammate yesterday, and she goes, you'll never guess what I was craving the other day. And she goes, what? Or I go, what? What? It's like, beans and potato chips. And I introduced that <laughs> oh, to them boy. when we, I was a senior in college. And she goes, I swear, I, I was so adamantly against it, but that once you do it, you'll never go back. I mean, I even introduced it to some people here that no longer work here, but that um, I'm more of like a combination person. So I will eat like a salad with just French dressing, a baked potato and peanut butter and jelly toast. No, it's not gross, but most people would be like, what?
3: Yeah, that's definitely a mosh posh of a yeah. lot of different things. Well,
4: It makes sense for me and my sensory needs.
3: True, and, and that's what matters. And now I want to get your reaction of this eating habit I found out over the weekend. Kentucky quarterback Will Levitz revealed that his gross eating habit is putting mayo in his coffee.
4: Oh, my God. like either of those things, but especially together.
3: Whatever America that came from.
4: Kentucky. It only makes sense. Send it back. My God. Send it back. Go to therapy. Seek help.
3: So your delivery driver, this is based on what happened yesterday in my life. Mm. Your delivery driver leaves the car to bring you the food, and he leaves the car door completely open and is blasting ludicrous. Which
4: song? Which song?
3: at the um move get
4: Get out out the way way. get up okay
3: it was that album too because the next song it it was it was that album hell yeah is this an indication of a good time as he's walking towards me just that whole energy and everything yeah
4: and he's bumping old school luda and he doesn't care about leaving his door open seems pretty legit
3: but here's the thing
4: okay fries
3: were involved in the order he delivered
4: did he eat some?
3: Someone blasting Ludacris and leaving their door, their door open. He took a couple fries.
4: Perhaps that's why. That's why they have like the stickers and stuff. I was always worried like it's the early on in the, the pandemic about drinks and how they have like stickers that now go over like the little part. But yeah, you know. No, I think that's about as cool of a delivery driver as you're gonna find.
3: I was haunted the first time I saw a car that was in bad shape but was delivering food. Anyway, this isn't about me.
4: Not yet. That's tomorrow.
3: A man shooed away a crocodile with a frying pan.
4: I saw that. Do you think don't, you could he do, do the shoo same? He him away. He hit him right on the <laughs> nose, and that's how you do it with crocs and with gators and sharks, because they have such sensitive snouts. That's a lot. How not just how they eat and they find prey, because there's like different electrical. Wirings like the lateral line on the back of the sharks. That's basically how they are able to sense moving fish. You don't even need the blood. What is going and so on? So when you when you're going after those animals, or if they're coming after you, that's where you hit them. So you punch the shark in the nose and then you hit the snout of the alligator. Run in zigzags, as you've taught me. Lindsay? Mm. Trapdoor. An- animal bars? Yeah, trapdoor. <laughs> I don't know what just happened. Trapdoor.
3: Uh exactly. Okay, where are we at? Yeah,
4: the sharks wow. literally use their lateral lines to help navigate through magnetism. Isn't that wild?
3: What did you watch this weekend?
4: No, that's this is like from years ago.
3: She's like, it's all in the oh, noggin. Oh, ha- yeah, you found a
4: trapdoor to the rabbit hole.
3: Facts. Where do you think this man was from? The Florida. Guy- uh, no, actually Australia.
4: Oh, my next guest. Needs no introduction. I, I meant to say guest, but you know, <laughs> David Letterman needs some too. Gosh, I'm really making a lot of connections today.
3: Have you been in- good? I'm glad. Have you enjoyed the cool weather these past couple days here in Vegas?
4: Yes. Yes, but also now I'm starting to get spoiled where I expect it and then if it's even close to like 85, I'm like, I'm sweating at 7 a.m., but I know the furnace is going to be here and it's going to it's going to hurt. So, absolutely. I got to go hike Red Rock one more time than I thought I was going to this season. So
3: I think we get th- triple digits tomorrow. Stop. Is there always a look at me, Louie, that tries to be in the most wedding photos and videos?
4: Um, yeah. I mean, it's usually a kid, though, right? It's one thing when you're a kid, bro. and it's, sometimes it's an adult. Like, if it's an adult, I'm kind of like, all right, bro or sis. But in terms of kids, I think I was definitely one of those kids that just wanted to be involved and remembered, and so that's what I would do. But
3: So are you an overdoer? Or, like, a over-dancer at functions?
4: No, I. most people would say I'm the right amount of dancer. A lot of pe- people like partying with me. I'm a good time. When I decide to be a good time, I'm a good time.
3: What scam has become so normalized that oh, people geez. don't even notice it? Every,
4: you're just taking things through TikTok at this point. <laughs> um, What's well, a scam that most people... Goodness gracious. I mean... How
3: about the $0.35 cent charge when you use a debit card that, like, some brand of Facts. bank? Facts. What's that about? Facts.
4: Or, I just had one and I lost it.
3: That's actually a Bitcoin bit. They're like, well, a Bitcoin, you don't need to be charged. It's not a scam. Anyway.
4: Yeah. I would think, like, I think you, need, you need a college education. I think that's a scam, in a way. Mm. I'm not saying all things are, but I think education can take many different forms.
3: If I ask you how's it going, will you tell me how's it going truthfully? Probably not. What would you rather actually do? Well, actually care about what the person says or signal that you care and not necessarily care.
4: So you're saying, do I actually invest in the moment or do I fake it till I make it? Yeah. Depends on the day depends on the subject like sometimes I can't help it like my brain my brain has a mind of its own and so sometimes it'll just tap out without anything but if it's something I really like to talk about it'll it'll tap in but it also depends if I'm trying to be nice to people versus kind to people if I'm trying to be like a people pleaser I'll gut it out mm-hmm, yeah and, well, you know
3: well let's test this out okay. Lindsay how's it going
4: It's going okay. It's going okay. I'm feeling good today. I'm feeling clear. I I woke up in my body today instead of like feeling like I was twisted around it. So I feel like I'm in a good spot today, but that's just today.
3: Here's a statement. I want to get your reaction. Here we go. Let's get right to it. Listen, some mornings you need a hug. You need a hello. How's everything? But most mornings we really just need a grunt and let's get to work and do the show. You know, you agree?
4: Yeah, I guess.
3: (laughs) This was a question for Dominic because I thought he was going to be here. Thanks, Dom. Um, Have you ever been on... (laughs) Hold on. Wait a second. Uh, This is where two Americas merges together. Hold on. Uh, Lindsay, have you ever been on Demon Time?
4: What's the definition of Demon Time again?
3: It can be whatever you want it to be.
4: Well, I call that, at least in my definition, that's like... A certain like probably 2 to 6 a.m. I <laughs> call that Vegas o'clock.
3: A, that's a great way to put
4: Honestly, it. Honestly yes I, I thrive in that but I haven't frequented it as much because when I'm frequenting that demon time means usually I'm not in a good place mentally.
3: Oh okay okay because I just in my head I was like demon Unless time. Unless I'm having a good time. Demon time with Lindsay Brown on Playmakers Plus. Yeah.
4: If we're going out, like, I'm all about that demon time. But if I'm alone and just, like, staying up watching 80 episodes of Vampire Diaries for no reason, we're not in a good spot.
3: <laughs> skate 4 is going to be announced as a remake. Are you excited about that?
4: I wasn't, like, Skate 1 through 3, I don't really know. I'm, I'm a huge fan of, like, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3. And that's about it. Are you ready Made to... some tech decks here and there. I can never, like, actually learn how to do the the tricks because, like, I find that my quick twitch muscles are great, but in terms of, like, my granular, fine motor skills with my fingers sometimes can get a little bit rough that
3: just has to be age because it
4: was it's not age but like because as a kid it's just there's just i struggle even like opening presents sometimes like just yeah ter- okay it's I get weird. you. it's weird honestly i need to go to like an occupational therapist sometimes if, if I, I
3: had an overall rating with tech decks it would be like 35 yeah my that scale, great no 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 out of 100 like i'm low you don't you don't My overall super How dare
4: you associate my number with such a definition?
3: No, you're right. I'd be like a 28.
4: I wish I could swear at you right now, but it's
3: okay. (laughs) Uh, Lindsay, we have a little bit of extended time here on this deep dive. So, are you ready to gossip?
4: Oh, hell yeah. Okay. Hot goss?
3: Listen, Devin Booker, Kendall Jenner, they broke up, right?
4: Yeah, I heard. But
3: Drake's new album, he has a song with 21 Savage. It's a song called Jimmy Crooks. Drake goes in the song. Heard you're with a shooting guard. Just let a dude know. I can have you courtside and not the middle row. There has been pictures of Kendall in Phoenix Suns games seeing Devin being in the middle row and not courtside. Do you think Drake was... Sh-
4: Drake always shoots his shot. He always does.
3: And throwing shade at Devin?
4: Well, yeah, because it's not... I don't think Devin's part of his, like, crew. <laughs> He's not OVO? Well, no, I don't... Because is it, like... Drake defects when the, the the Raptors aren't good to Golden State or to LA. Basically. And so who's ever um, popping? I don't think Drake would be a bad match for Kendall, but you know what the best match is for anybody, for any gal, just themselves. Go let yourself have a time.
3: What's a nervous tick you have?
4: I have so many. I'm biting my nails. Certainly one of them.
3: Who is your number one seed when it comes to candy?
4: Oh, baby. Now oh, we're getting controversial. It's probably, I don't know if it's a tie, but they're like, you know, on the same lunch table. Hershey's cookies and cream, and Kit Kats. And I eat the Kit Kats from like the, I eat like the sides off of it, like the side chocolates. And then I eat the top chocolates. And I basically like take all the chocolate off the wafers. And then I ate the wafers.
3: I love the the whole... That's a whole thing you have to do. Oh, I like the process. Most
4: things have a process. Yeah. I don't know if you've noticed my my videos on the IG lately. Me making pe- peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. I'm puzzle piecing those potato chips together.
1: <laughs> I a, love it. It honestly
4: helps me like create a better relationship with food, and so
3: that's really awesome. Yeah. Well, we we're, we're down to the final four questions. Let we'll me make it five. Lindsay, are you ready? Yeah. Okay, four now. I've started the process of unfollowing following a lot of the booty on my Twitter timeline. Do you think this will change me?
4: You you did what to the booty on your timeline?
3: I've started to unfollow some of the booty. Uh,
4: absolutely, absolutely. I've noticed stuff where you'll just work out of an algorithm and it's so weird and you don't even notice it until one of those videos that was just frequenting your feed all the time pops back up months later.
3: Sometimes booty brings me happiness. Do you think this is gonna change me for the worse? or for better yeah, if
4: you if you want to do do what you will do what you want it twitter doesn't have to be your home for booty pics i mean i would appreciate it if you would unfollow some of those accounts because it forces me to see it and so i think you're doing a my me a service and maybe yourself a disservice but that can be rectified somewhere else
3: who's the last person to get you on a wave
4: on a wave like the, this like, no
3: like on a like you're just about their vibe and now you're on their wave
4: it's oh. a dominant question i'm sorry Who's on my wave? Joe O. My favorite. Bat-QL personality. QL facts.
3: facts For sure. And let's close this out strong. Final question.
4: Wish he was here today. <laughs> <laughs> right? He's probably listening to this mm. on the podcast.
3: No, we kicked them out for Jake Trotter. We kicked them out for Jake Trotter coming up next. Do police dogs get a vacation?
4: Gosh, I hope so. I hope so. But maybe they don't want vacation. Maybe they always want to be on duty. I don't know i just i put i anthropomorphize a lot like i I give way more i don't know what that means that means like you give human qualities to non-human things and so like i'm feeling guilty about having my halsey here my cat because when she was at home she was able to roam and kill things and be outside all the time and now she's confined and like a little bit overweight which is fine but i'm just like i feel like i'm doing her a disservice and so Yeah, service dogs, I hope they get vacation. I know they get breaks, but vacation, maybe they take them to, like, a very special dog park. I don't know. We'll have to ask Jake Trotter. 1140 The Bet.
3: Sports
2: with a Z. Adrian Hernandez and Lindsey Brown, The Playmakers, exclusively on 1140 The Bet.
3: Very, very excited to be able to talk to our guests here in a matter of moments. It's 1140 The Bet, Las Vegas. Welcome back to the Playmakers, and let's get straight to it. Joining us now is someone who covers the Cleveland Browns for ESPN and has had a slightly busy offseason, to say the least. Jake Trowder joins us. All insider calls are powered by BetQL. Bet smart and beat the books. Download your BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. Jake, hell of a year to cover the Browns. How are you doing, my friend?
2: Adrian, I'm not hanging in there. It, it has been a long off season. Uh, I'm ready I'm ready for the season to begin. Usually I'm ready for the off season, but at this point I'm just ready for some games because <laughs> it's been crazy really since like February of this year.
3: Jake's like, please get on the field. Just please get on the field. Um and by the way, be sure to follow Jake on Twitter too, at Jake underscore trotter. And now there's a lot of ways to look at the news that just came out. And there's been time to kind of sit on everything. With 20 of the 24 lawsuits being settled, according to Tony Busby. Now, from a Cleveland Browns perspective, what does this mean for the team?
0: Yeah,
2: I'm not sure it means a whole lot. It doesn't change anything for them. You know, they're still still hoping to get Deshaun Watson on the field at some point this season. And really, now, I mean, I think the focus for everybody is on what the NFL is going to do. And I think the expectation, at least in Cleveland, is that an announcement, a determination of some kind, is going to come down before training camp. And so, you know, maybe this makes it uh, expedites it for the NFL now that 20 to 24 lawsuits are, you know, have been settled. But that's just speculation. You know, we'll have to see. The NFL did tell me in a statement that they have, you know, that the settlements are going to have no impact on what they do. So now we just kind of have to wait for the league and begin their process of, of assessing a, a suspension if there is one at all for Watson.
3: And in this question, I'm going to be 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 fair because no one's – I don't think we're ever going to know for sure, but in your estimation, do you think it was the NFL in the midst of their investigation and talking to Deshaun or even the Browns that kind of you know gave the indication of, all right, enough's enough, Let, let's try to get these cleared? It's
2: possible. You know, I don't know that to be the case, uh, whether from the, 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 the Brown side or the NFL side. Um, you know, I think the timing is interesting because it looked like we were going to, to 24, potentially 26, you know, individual civil trials next year. And, you know, then all of a sudden out of nowhere, you know, we get the announcement that the 20 of the 24 have been settled. So, yeah, I, I don't know what. Prompted Watson to reverse course because at his introductory press conference with the Browns on March 25th, he said it was not his intent to settle any of the lawsuits. And you know, even a, even a week ago, you know, yeah. when he was asked about whether he was open to settling. He basically answered that he was just focused on clearing his name. So, yeah, I don't I don't know from his end what prompted the, the reversal. But um, you know, right now he's still got four lawsuits pending and so it is potential you know there is potential for four civil trials even still um but yeah it, it definitely was you know a lot of ways a reversal from the, the 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 you know the side that he had that the the um mindset he had showed really since you know he joined the browns back in late march
3: and i want to hone in on a couple of things that you said right there you, even just the timeline but specifically first off I, was there any indication from tony because like you said He said more's on the way 25th and 26th. I thought it was going to happen this Tuesday because for some reason, every Tuesday these past couple of weeks, more news is coming out. Did Tony indicate if that's still going to happen or if it's still possible for those civil lawsuits to be filed?
2: Yeah, we've got no indication either way about the 25th or 26th civil lawsuits. They have not been filed or hadn't as of earlier today. Um, So we'll just have to wait and see. Um, but he has not commented further beyond his statement, and I just know to this point, twenty five and twenty six have not been filed, and it's unclear, uh, you know, whether they will be at this point.
3: And uh, Jake Traudler joining us from ESPN. You you kind of mentioned, and I just I just want to straight out ask you: is is you know on on one side, are you surprised that he settled, and on the flip side, do you think? Obviously this is a polarizing situation and there's fans of the Browns that are no longer fans and rightfully so with however you feel about these allegations and the things that Deshaun's involved with. But do you think now that he settled some of these, some people might view it as an admission of guilt, but do you think this news changes the way that some fans are going to view Deshaun? Yeah, I don't know
2: the answer to that. I mean, just like a, you know, when a grand jury declines to indict an individual, that's not an exoneration, and uh, a settlement is not necessarily an admission of guilt either. You know, the court of public opinion can play both ways with regards to that. But yeah, I don't, I don't think this is necessarily Deshaun Watson saying, you know, I, I, I I'm admitting I did anything wrong, and he publicly has been very steadfast in – you know, denying all wrongdoing, you know, as, as for, for Browns fans, I mean, this has been a very difficult, you know, situation for them. You know, they were kind of put in this situation via the trade. Um, And, you know, I think it's been, it's been tough for a lot of them to kind of reconcile Watson playing for their favorite team. You know, a lot of Browns fans, I think, are they just want to see him on the field. They don't care about any of this other stuff, but there are a lot of Browns fans that do care. And I'm not sure that, you know, how these settlements are going to affect the way they think about him or the team.
3: And with even the 20 cases that have been cleared, there's still four unsettled cases. And and to be honest, you know, the first one, which is also the most vocal and notable one from Ashley Solis, who's not only talked to the Houston media, but took it national with her side, you know, with her side of the story on HBO. Uh, from a Browns perspective, how worried should they be that these still, you know, these four cases are still in the air? And it's possible, you know, one, two, three of these could go the wrong way for Deshaun and how this is going to play out.
2: Yeah, and I think what will be interesting to see, you know, how does the NFL now adjust accordingly? Because new information could still come out just because 20 of the lawsuits are settled and presumably no more information will come out from those. Um, you know, that, that right now, you know, barring a settlement with the four, including uh, Ashley Solis, as you mentioned, you know, they're going to continue to go to uh, a civil trial, in which case, you know, there's going to be, uh, you know, it's going to be a very, you know, public situation. So. Yeah, I mean, I think the NFL is in an in a interesting spot because, you know, they have investigated this, uh, these, these accusations for months and months now. And, you know, I think there's a lot of pressure on the NFL to act before the start of the season. Uh, I think everybody expects them to. But, you know, they are in, in a situation where new information could come out. So how do they act accordingly? I think that's going to be fascinating to see what
3: happens. And uh, my last question in in terms of some of this off the field, and we'll get a couple actual football ones because eventually it's coming soon enough. But I just I just kind of want to gauge your opinion on, you know, the NFLPA came out strong and said, yo, if you guys are trying to do, in terms of a suspension, a lengthy one and, and one we haven't seen before, we're going to call you guys out on whether it's Robert Kraft or Jerry Jones or Daniel Snyder. In your opinion, do you think that was the NFLPA kind of calling out the NFL's bluff, or are they very serious that we can get litigious and, and we'll defend Deshaun if we need to?
2: I mean, they've given every indication that they're going to, you know, fight on Watson's behalf in this particular situation. I do think it's interesting, you know, the posture they're taking is, you know, to, to you know, in, in and I think in their eyes, Point out, you know, potential hypocrisies between the way owners are treated and the way, at least in this case, a player is treated. I do think it's interesting they're not really necessarily trying to defend anything that Watson is accused of. Um, I think they're just looks like they're going to try to point out proportionality, um, which will hinge on what the NFL, you know, does. Like if the NFL comes down with a year-long suspension, I think definitely they will say, well, you know, you're punishing a player. Um, you know, these owner has these owners have have been accused of things and, you know, they haven't really been dealt with in a, you know, in a a comparable way. So, yeah, I think the NFLPA is geared up for a fight and it'll be interesting to see if that has any effect on the amount of games Watson ultimately plays in 2022.
3: And and this roster that's been assembled, you know, pending Deshaun and Jacoby Brissett, whoever's going to be the QB, in your estimation, is this Cleveland Browns roster a Super Bowl contending caliber roster right now?
2: Just depends if Deshaun Watson plays, um, and I think you know if he gets suspended eight games, let's say, you know they would be a, a dangerous team in the playoffs if they could get there. You know if Jacoby Brissett could hold serve, but I I think if it, if Watson is suspended ten or more games, you're looking at the potential of a lost loss season. You know barring something unforeseen. In terms of another quarterback trade, you know, like a Baker Mayfield for Jimmy Garoppolo, something like that to kind of, um, you know, hold hold serve while he's out. Um, But I I think otherwise it it would be very difficult for the Browns to make the playoffs because the AFC, as you know in Las Vegas, is just absolutely loaded, particularly the AFC West, but also the North and even the AFC East as well. It's a really tough conference, and, you know, you you can't give away many games and and overcome it no, no matter how talented you are around the quarterback.
3: Jake, uh, you don't know this, but behind the scenes, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. You just cost me 20 bucks because I promised my PD the name Baker Mayfield wouldn't be said in the interview. And that's OK. <laughs> um, but you brought up. Yes, uh, it is the wild, wild west out here. And, you know, to let you know over here in Vegas, I feel like a lot of the Raiders fans are enjoying kind of being the underdog because our QB isn't as, as flashy as Russell or doesn't have the hair that, uh, that Herbert has or the success of the Chiefs. But how do you see the Raiders this year? And obviously, picking up Devontae Adams and and being in, quite frankly, the toughest division in football.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think they got a shot to make the playoffs. I mean, obviously, it's tough in that division, right? Because you're dealing with three playoff-caliber teams. You got to, you know, face twice. So, you know, is that going to affect their record? You know, in terms of getting in as a wild card. But, I mean, just the team itself. You know, I know. You know, watch. You know, being at that game last year in Cleveland, and, and I know the Browns had a depleted roster. Um, But, you know, Carr is so impressive in in clutch moments. Um, They're going to have the weapons this year that they didn't have previously. And defensively, you know, they can get after it as as well. So I I think the Raiders should not be a team that's written off at all in terms of the playoff conversation. Um, You know, if they were in any other division, they would be, you know, almost a fringe lock. But even so, I think that that they're going to have their say in the AFC, and it would not stun me despite playing in that division if they're in the playoffs at the end of the year.
3: There it is, Jake Trotter joining us, a busy, busy man this offseason with the Cleveland Browns, to say the least. Jake Trotter from ESPN. Jake, thank you so much for joining us.
2: Thanks, Adrian. Take care.
3: You too. Bye-bye, Jake. That is Jake Trotter from ESPN. Be sure to follow him on Twitter at Jake underscore Trotter. The Playmakers continue. It's 1140 The Bet.
0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
2: Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Adrian Hernandez and Lindsey Brown, The Playmakers, exclusively on 1140 The Bet.
4: Could not think of a better song to wrap up our show. Veronica's Untouched, 12 Minutes, a little change before the NBA draft starts.
3: Things are happening, Lindsey.
4: This is a fact.
3: In the world of the NBA. Absolutely.
4: Absolutely. And uh, when drafts roll around, we have you know moments in our own personal favorite sports teams, or maybe it's it's players uh, that that create some some good and bad memes. Like I, I the first player, at least in the NBA, that I can truly say that I was a fan of in college, and and he ascended through the pros was Kevin Durant. It's a pretty obvious connection for me to make with the 35 and the long arms and everything else. Like, I'm a, I'm a limb tree myself, and so it's worked out pretty well uh, in terms of buying in low, although he was taken second overall after Greg and I wouldn't say that's, like, an out-of-the-nowhere draft pick. It's not, like, the 2003 NHL entry draft where Joe Pavelski was drafted at 205th or Patrice Bergeron was in the second round at 45. And when it comes to, like, draft stuff with me and my dad, Wit, like – I don't know what you guys do when you're going through stuff, but we're the type, you remember 2003? Let's go look (laughs) at it. Oh, my God. Look at this first round. You had Marc-Andre Fleury first, then Eric Stahl, Thomas Vanek at five, Ryan Suter seven. It's like one of the best drafts of all time, um, arguably. But that's kind of like how we consume the draft or, you know, when Clay Thompson's dad comes out and says – the Timberwolves deserve a championship ring after the Warriors mm. win because not only did they pass on Steph Curry twice, mm. they did mm. it to Clay mm. Thompson as well, and then they traded Andrew Wiggins. So clearly just by association or lack of disassociation, we should say.
3: We, we talked about it. Minnesota gets a half ring. First and foremost, uh, news is pouring in. The, the saddest news that we have, and yes, there's sad news involving the draft, is that this sound... Is being replaced in this year's draft. You know what they're going to use for the sound? What? The Allstate jingle. Oh, God. That's so lame. Capitalism. Back off.
4: Seriously, though.
3: And uh, to bring our show full circle real quick, Malika Andrews is hosting. Huge deal. 50-year anniversary of Title IX. First black woman as well. So salute to her.
4: Yeah. Mana make McNutt's out there too. I'm sure they've got all of their their personalities full fledged, but huge, huge day for Malika.
3: For Cleveland, it's interesting because I feel like we, we we have like the storybook Disney movie type of draft Tale pick where you get the,
4: time. The, the,
3: the homegrown kid.
4: Speaking of two thousand three draft.
3: Yeah, coming to save the city and the team, yeah. which is LeBron, which that was it was a surreal experience like playing basketball. And like AAU and stuff, like younger yeah. and in all these little leagues, it's, there was always these whispers about this dude in Akron, mm-hmm. and then being able to see him in Cleveland State in some of these games that they that they played in that were nationally televised. It's like, yo, this kid's in high school. This is unreal. Yeah. And then he got drafted, and then the next day we went to the team shop downtown. My dad bought me the home and the away.
4: That's sick. It was
3: it was a it was an amazing memory. But a then, different
4: time because then it was it was before they implemented the rule that you couldn't come straight out of high school.
3: Yeah, so it was it, it was just...
4: Different type of legend.
3: It was, yeah, exactly. And then, hello, I'm from Cleveland, which means the Cleveland Browns, they've drafted a lot of players, and a lot of them haven't turned out so well. Yes. One of which was, first off, this clip that I'm about to play for the excitement of, of me personally at home on the radio and Cleve, Clevelanders all around the world. We were so hyped for Johnny Menzel.
4: Oh, my but God. But going back to that the draft. The Vikings were so close to getting in on that, too. I
3: wish you would have, but it's crazy because, he, actually, Menzel was a... We had two picks in the first round that year. You, the was, first, that the,
4: was that the Trent Richardson year?
3: No, no, no. It was a different year. That was we, a
4: different year we swindled you. Yeah,
3: we, we drafted that some random brutal. cornerback. He lasted three years in the league. And just to put this in perspective, I was in Tampa going to college. I was listening to the local sports radio in Cleveland they were, they were hosting and on the radio, they were airing the party live on air. And this is what happened in a sold-out auditorium when Johnny Menzel was drafted. With the 22nd pick of the 2014 NFL
4: draft, the Cleveland Browns select Johnny Menzel. <laughs> oh, man. And he walks out with the money sign and all that stuff.
3: Shirts were being pre-ordered Let's on Twitter. Let's go wreck
4: this league together. Isn't that what he texted the GM? Let's go wreck this league.
3: Well, he, uh, well
4: he, was it three years when he stopped showing up on time?
3: He, no, he was too busy over here trying to trying to boost the economy here in well, Las Vegas. That's what Vegas. I mean. He, he
4: like was He got hurt and then he was MIA to like rehab assignments and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah.
3: and and look, I know you you brought up some Timberwolves. Uh, Some nightmares and some of the things. See
4: you in my nightmares.
3: I I, want to put this in perspective. Sacramento Kings, who, by the way, have the fourth pick in the draft. um, Please pray for whoever has to go to that organization. Uh, Marvin Bagley was the number two pick in the 2018 draft, which we talked with Ryan McDonough uh, earlier about. The next pick, number three, Dallas, took Luka. 2012, No, I can't even remember dude's name. Uh, They picked some guy named Robinson at number five. Number six pick, Damian Lillard. 2011, the Great White Hope Jimmy Fredette Jimmer. was taken by the uh, by the Sacramento Kings
4: from number BYU. El- yeah,
3: number eleven juggernaut. Yeah, the next pick, the Golden State Warriors selected Clay Thompson.
4: Yeah, that one hurts. So it can always that one hurts, especially since they took Jimmer to be like a three point specialist, and, he- <laughs> and yeah. Clay Thompson's right there, who's like, our uh, for a long time, they were saying who's a better three point shooter, him or uh, Steph.
3: Yeah, yeah, for a very Seriously. long time. I want everybody to enjoy the Woj Bombs tonight before we get out of here. Yeah, There's absolutely. It's, a,
4: it's an exciting time. We're watching these guys walk through. Uh, the guy who's from Wisconsin, very sharply dressed. or escorted by their families. But lots of dreams starting tonight. Um, hopefully I don't have any more nightmares tonight because it's. let's just say the brain's a little bit more busy these days. But we'll be back tomorrow. Please be well to each other, mostly to yourselves. Use your blinker because people are dying out there. And otherwise, enjoy the abyss that is your life. We'll be back in 22 hours to interrupt said abyss. Until then, oh well, bye, friends.
1: Baseball is back.